The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Decorating for the Holidays with Vision Loss. I'm Cecily Laney-Nipper, and I will be your facilitator this evening. I'd also like to... Uh, thank and welcome, Cindy Labon, our host, and Belle Collins, our streamer and moderator tonight. If you are in Clubhouse, welcome. If you are here with us in the Zoom room, it's good to see you. And if you are listening on ACB Media 5, good evening. Hope you enjoy this call. We will be possibly podcasting, not sure about that. So I will be speaking as, as if there may be a record of this for those who wish to listen to it later. Tonight, we're going to discuss decorating with vision loss. And the genesis for this call was at Friendsgiving. I was on with Belle and Chanel and Allison during their hour, and they were asking the question, are you a holiday decorator, a holiday experiencer, or a holiday baker? And no matter what answer people gave, a lot of people said, oh, I would like to, but, you know, there's stuff that stands in my way. It's difficult, whatever. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to gather together and have some conversation on some simple ways to make the holiday time more festive? A lot of these are little ways that, that I do things, but maybe you'll pick up a hint here or there. This will be a three-part series. The next two Sundays, the 10th and the 17th, also at 5 p.m. And I will be speaking on different, slightly different topics each week. Each week we'll have a craft that I'll describe that can be easily done without vision. And each week we'll have sensory, a different sensory experience. We'll do the sense of touch this week. Next week, the sense of smell. Um, haven't decided about the third one, may throw in some taste into that. Haven't decided, but there is a certain uh, way we're going to go through this. But each one will have a craft and a sensory experience involved with it. The other thing I want to include each week, at least the first two, is another holiday other than Christmas. When I say the holidays, happy holidays, I mean to include all of them. And by my count, there are between 14 and 17 different holidays celebrated between November 20th and January 20th. So this truly is a time of holidays, not just Christmas, for all of us to enjoy and learn about. And the first one we're going to learn about, because it starts this week, is Hanukkah. And I asked a couple people, and they all said the same thing, for expert advice and stories about what is done in terms of decor and food and celebrations at Hanukkah, you need to go to Dr. Lynn Corral. So I have invited Dr. Lynn and she has agreed to come on and talk to us a little bit tonight, share with us some of the traditions and, and things that are done. So I'm going to have her come on now and talk to us. Dr. Lynn, take as much time as you need, up to 15 minutes if you want to. And if you want questions, then after you speak, we can entertain raised hands for that. And Cindy will call on you 
Well, hello, and I really appreciate you uh, inviting me, Cecily, and of course, my friend Belinda and Cindy, I've known for a long time too. So Merry Christmas to all of you. Um, well, Hanukkah starts on Thursday night. All, all Jewish holidays start at sundown. Um, I know that's a little unusual, but we follow the lunar calendar, not the solar calendar, and it starts on the 25th of Kislev, which is uh, one of the Jewish uh, months. And it's... Um, it it really tells the story, although maybe Rabbi Lenny in, a, in, in next week will disabuse me of this, of of basically having only a little oil in the in the temple at the time in in Assyria, which is now Syria, um, with Antiochus, and uh, he wanted to um, basically tell Jewish people that they couldn't have religious freedom at that time. And Rabbi Lenny always says that every holiday is about freedom of some kind, and this holiday is about freedom of religion. So when they were able to rededicate the temple for eight days instead of one, that's that's the, the basic story of Hanukkah, unless Rabbi Lenny tells me on December 11th that it's different. But anyway, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and he's really the expert. I mean, he did a great call on the Christian Book Club uh, last Thursday about an introduction to Judaism and uh, had, had some interesting questions like, do Jews practice baptism? Not so much. Um, so, um, and uh, uh, something else about how do we think about Jesus? So, you know, uh, interesting questions. But um, basically, um, uh, there are people who are messianic who believe that the Messiah has come, but we don't believe that. We believe that the, the Messiah is is to come. So, for Hanukkah, um, when I in my in my thirties, I was living with somebody who was Jewish, and we actually had streamers and balloons that's it happened you know all that kind of stuff so you can actually decorate in those ways if you have streamers and and, and um, uh, balloons but also people usually have and actually somebody gave me on Friday night a braille dreidel so I have a braille dreidel over here I have a, a menorah over here and uh, it's electric it's an electric one that my son got me instead of the lighting the, the candles he he has the one that, that that's traditional with candles and the menorah has nine candles, nine spaces for candles because the middle one is taller and it's called the shamash and it lights every other candle. So of course you start with, you know, day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight days in Hanukkah. And um, also, you know, Hanukkah is also really uh, bounded by um, potato pancakes because, you know, of the, mm. of the whole, of the whole thing about oil. So potato pancakes and, um, you make those and stuff like that. And then also a sofconiot, which are donuts, also fried. So everything is about the oil and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that is the basic um, decorating that, that we, we do. Um, uh, I, you know, I, as I said, people can play dreidel. I've never really played it, but I, but I have the, the braille one over here. And I have my electric menorah over here, which I have to figure out which one is one and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But um <laughs> But somebody will tell me. And um, so, you know, the, the thing that, that people are confused about, though, is that Hanukkah is not a major holiday. It is actually a minor holiday because it was written after the, you know, after the biblical days. So it's not as important as the high holidays in the fall or Passover in the spring and stuff like that. But because it's around Christmas, uh, people always consider that it's it's uh, more important than it really is. Of course, there are plenty of Hanukkah songs, and it's really a holiday for children because of the presents and 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 the the potato pancakes and stuff like that and and stuff like that. So that's what I have to say about that. Does anybody have any questions? 
Well, I'll start off with questions while people are raising their hands. Uh, colors. If you are going to have streamers and balloons, what colors and what color is the menorah? Like traditionally, what do they look like? Where are they made of? Are they metal? Are they wood? Are they glass? Oh, they're, I'd say, um, metal. And there, there are, there are different kinds of, and they're actually not called menorahs. They're, they are called menorahs, but they're also called Hanokia because they're for Hanukkah and because they have the nine candles. You know, if you have a, you know, so that's one of the things, but, but I don't know what colors they are because I've never seen, I've always been blind all my life. So I don't know what colors somebody else who's more, uh, better, uh, Rabbi Lenny can see a little bit. I'll have to ask him what the colors are and come back with, with that colors of streamers and balloons and what color is the menorah and, and what it's made of. I mean, the menorah can be made of that or the Hanukkah can be made of, of anything. And people can probably make their own Hanukkahs as well. So, um, it's, 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 uh, it's variable. Okay. Any other questions? I don't see any hands. And Belle, you need to move me over, please. I'm trying to change these people's names. <laughs> and I do not see any hands right. up. But I do see a lot of people on here I've never seen on the call before. Well, that's a good thing. Well, if anybody has anything else that they want to ask, I mean, they can always do that. I'll, I'll be here. I'm going to mute myself now. But, but I appreciate very much that you invited me, Cecily. And I think that, um, again, you know, for, for Jews, it's not a major holiday. It, it does. Uh, there, there are plenty of, there are too many Hanukkah songs. As a matter of fact, I have to pick a few for the karaoke thing. But, um, you know, and people now really, uh, people say happy holidays. They don't, I mean, people still say Merry Christmas, of course, but um, I prefer happy holidays because then it includes everybody, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you know, the other holidays that are around here. So Absolutely. thanks very much. Yep. Well, okay. You. Hold up, Lynn. Oh, oh, oh. They're not out of it yet. I'm not out of the okay. Yet. okay. It's, that's why, Bill, you need to change me, please. 954 ending in 080. It's Hildra. Hi, Hildra. Hi, How are you Hildra. doing, hon? Doing fine. I have a little question. Uh-huh. Uh, forgive my, but what is the significance of blue? And, and is it just Hanukkah or is it other things? I don't really know if blue has any significance to Hanukkah. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, some colors do. Like when I was getting married, we had calories, you know, we had stuff that, that wouldn't be, you know, offensive to, to us. But um, I it 2005, I don't really think it matters. And I don't know what blue, what the blue's significance is. Yeah, I know that, I know that most Hanukkah decorations that are in stores are blue. Oh, really? And oh. I, just, I wonder what that meant. Blue's my favorite color, so I don't mind that at all. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I have heard it posited that blue and white because they are the flag of Israel. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. I, I, I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll, I'll go along with it. Mm -hmm. Say that again. I'll go along with that. <laughs> because because blue and white are the colors of the flag of Israel. The flag of Israel. Yeah, I bet, I bet that has something to do with it. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for asking, Hildra. I appreciate it. Any questions are okay. We need we need to be we need to talk to each other and listen to each other and learn more about each other. Okay, and any other questions? Said, you said that the so is the middle candle so on the first night are is the middle candle lit as well as candle one? Yeah, yeah, because you have the shamash which lights every other candle. So oh, okay. there are eight days of, of Hanukkah, but there are nine uh spaces for candles because the shamash is the candle that, in the middle that lights every other one. Uh, okay, see, there's sort of an 
I don't want to say comparable thing, candles, mm -hmm. because they're winter holidays, candles yeah. and light are a light. part of, of a oh, lot. Yeah. Of, a lot oh, of yeah, candles. they're definitely both Christmas and Hanukkah and all that is all all concerned with light. And I used to love uh, go to going upstairs to um, to upstairs when we, we lived in New York City to go up to the third floor because we lived in the first floor and visit Debbie Gorey, who had a Christmas tree. I love to look at her Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, today was in uh, Christian tradition, Lutheran tradition, and I think Catholic and maybe some other denominations too. We have Advent wreaths. So the Advent wreath has four candles, one for each week of of the four weeks leading up to Christmas, which nice. this, this year it's actually three weeks because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. But in any case, we have the four candles. But for us, we have a center candle, which is a fifth candle called the Christ candle, but we don't light it until Christmas. Oh, that's and then the Christ on Christmas Eve. And the Christ candle is used to light all the candles of the people during the candlelight vigil. Well, don't forget that um, Judaism predates Christianity. So, you know, maybe so we may be borrowing from we may be borrowing yeah. and we don't you know could it. Be. Could be. Exactly. Any other questions? Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, People everybody. always ask after you get finished. I know. <laughs> I, I, do, I, I do have to remind people that we are going to have Hanukkah stories tomorrow. Um, we're going to be, uh, some of our non-Jewish people are going to read Hanukkah stories. Some of our Jewish people are going to read Hanukkah stories. We're going to do that next, this week. And then we're going to have um, uh, Rabbi Lenny explain uh, on December 11th the real history of Hanukkah, the real story of Hanukkah. So I'm looking forward to that. He's a great speaker. So, yeah. And what That's time it. are those? Those are both at a 3 p.m. Eastern time. I um, I did ask for either uh, streaming or, or a clubhouse or something. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. So we'll do our best. So that's We're going to celebrate Hanukkah for two weeks. So, yeah. That's great. All Thank right. You Thank coming. you so much. Thank you for inviting me. So our tactile decor and craft for the week. I have two because it was hard for me to choose when it came to tactile crafts. The first one was actually featured in the recent auction, although it was not described. It was mentioned as the ornaments donated by Jamaica Miller, who is from my Georgia affiliate. And they are brown styrofoam balls that come encased in silk threads, tiny silk threads that cover the entire ball. So it's not a white styrofoam. It's a styrofoam base covered with gold, red, green, or blue. You can buy them on Amazon. And then you buy pins, brightly colored pins, uh, like not push pins, but pins for that, that you would, quilting pins, you know, pins. And beads. And the bead is pushed onto the pin and the pin is pushed into the ball. And they're pony, you can use pony beads or you can use, these are called, let me get the exact name of the bead. I'll get back to you on that piece. I don't have it right at hand, but they're beads and pins and a ball and you cover it with as many of those beads as you feel like doing. And then the there's a pin that goes through a loop on the ornament hanger 
or a loop on a piece of pipe cleaner. And that becomes a ball that if the silk is showing, it's soft for the silk. It's got an almost firm texture, but not completely firm as far as if you push on it. And if you run your hands over it, you can feel the, the beads and the pins. It has a smooth round surface and they're smooth round pins and they feel just lovely. Jamaica gave me one one year and whoever won them in the auction well, Marsha won them in the auction, who's also from the Georgia affiliate. I know she'll enjoy those. They're beautiful. But start now because it's a lot of little pins to stick in and it takes a long time. The other craft does not take a long time. And it is done with, and you'll find out during this call, I'm all about the Dollar Tree. If it can be bought at the Dollar Tree for crafts, I am all about it. Even though it's now the $1.25 tree, as my family likes to remind me, those quarters add up. And there's now a $5 section, at least in our area. But I'm okay with all of that. And all of these items can be purchased there. But if you want different colors, you might need to look elsewhere and or get sighted assistance and or order on Amazon. So those are the those are the ways you can you can get what you get or you can be more selective. And the item I'm in question here is the poofs, shower poofs, the round netting in a round ball that you use in the shower. It has a little hanger on it. So you buy those, you need eight shower poofs and one wreath form and it can be metal. They sell metal wreath forms at the Dollar Tree, and it's just a circle. It's a couple circles inside each other, and they're connected, and it's made out of wire, and it's in the floral section. You can sometimes get different shapes. I've only ever used round ones for this. And there are things you can do to make it, so to speak, more holiday. Today, I found red and green shower poofs. So that would definitely be holiday uh, if you mix those two. But I've made I've made purple, I've made pink for breast cancer awareness, I've made green and white for St. Patrick's Day. So the sky's the limit with these poofs and things you can do. So the basic premise of it is you reach into the poof and connecting all the strands of netting is a string, a single string snip that string with scissors and it'll go poof and it'll break apart into its component parts which are a round loop of ribbon that was the a rope like silk rope that was the hanger that you would hang it in your shower so save one of those and you can use it for your wreath hanger just by passing it through itself and hang it from the top and it's usually a complementary color and then you'll end up with this this length of of pieces of netting. Looks almost like tulle, but it's cheaper than tulle and it's softer than tulle and it holds up better than tulle, in my opinion. You could certainly use tulle for this as well. But the other thing I love about the shower poof fabric as opposed to tulle is that the shower poof is scrunched up right when it starts. And even after it boing, after it opens up. It's still got that movement to it. So it feels nice. It looks nice. It's easy to work with. 
you cut it into about 10 inch sections or so, six, eight, eight to 10 inch sections. And you can just, if it's any shorter than the width of, if you spread your fingers out from your pinky to your thumb, if it's any shorter than that, it won't do right. But any, anywhere between that, you'll be okay as long as you're above that length of your hand, depending on the size of your hand. But the actual measurement is, I believe, is eight inches. So you cut it into lengths. And if, if you have vision and you care, you can separate the colors or use a device to help you separate the colors. Or you can just let it let it be mixed naturally because again, usually complementary colors. And you just simply tie it around, make knots. You go right over left and then left over right. And there you go. And you tie all the knots and you can either use the smooth side where you've wrapped it or you can use the side where the knots are hanging out and that side looks a little poofier and either one of those is fine. And to make it more holiday, you can weave through some sparkle with some sparkly pipe cleaners cut in half and, and weaved through. You could hang ornaments from it, anything like that that you wanted to do. So if you have questions about that craft, raise your hands and I'll do my best to answer. But it's one I've done on a crafting call for Georgia Affiliate for our little community. And it was successful there. I've had people do it who have enjoyed it. So that's that's a wreath craft. Because wreaths are one of the things I wanted to talk about. If you're purchasing Christmas items or making Christmas items... And there's nothing wrong with purchasing. A holiday decorator need not be a holiday crafter. I enjoy crafting, but there's times I also want to keep it simple and make a purchase. But for that, you know, something that was said on Friendsgiving was, well, what do I get out of it? I can't see it anyway. And I more so think of what does it feel like? What does it smell like? If I'm going to put it on my door, does it jingle? Do I do I have, you know, a jingle bell on my cat? Do I have jingle bells hanging from my door hanger that will I can enjoy? Do I have a singing Santa that that goes off when I walk past him? I don't. That would personally scare me to death. But if you're a singing Santa person, nothing wrong with that. Motion activation for the win. Uh let's see. Those puffball wreaths have, have a feel. You can get wreaths made out of feathers. They feel lovely. You can get wreaths made out of Christmas balls that are soft and um, slick and kind of metallic feel. Another one for smell, which I know smell was supposed to be next week, but it's all throughout the season, is an evergreen wreath. Now with that, I recommend buy it, don't make it. I find evergreens that are cut from the yard to be incredibly difficult to form into wreaths. That may just be me. If you are gonna try it, I think green zip ties are a great way to go to get it onto that wreath form. But if you do want real evergreen in your home that you just bring in yourself, I would say snip it into the length, strip it back a little bit to give you inches of bare wood and put it in a vase. Enjoy a heavy vase or a ball jar, a canning jar, court jar, 
if you want to have that fragrance of that live evergreen in your home. Another way to get fragrances is to do a bud vase and do sprigs of rosemary. Some people really enjoy that scent for the holidays. Berries and holly. So those berry or holly stems come in all sizes, large and small. They come in plastic and glass and each feels different and makes a different sound. If you brush up against, I have a door in my house that has a wreath with glass berries. And when you, when you shut the door, you hear the clink. And it's ever so slight, but if you're listening, clink of the berries. That's something to, you can think about the berries and it's something to enjoy. When it comes to other live things in your home, I've never dealt with amaryllis. And I can't bring in poinsettias because they're toxic to the cats and dogs in that case of not bringing in poinsettias. But they do have lovely artificial alternatives if it feels nice to you and you enjoy the idea of having it. Or if you are in a position to have them, you don't have pets or you have a safe place to keep. To me, there is nothing like the velvety feel of a poinsettia flower. I find that to be a delightful sensory experience. There's a lot of ribbon at play. Before the call, Cindy was talking to me about ribbon or about garland. And one of the garlands I use on the tree is a spool of ribbon. I get a spool of ribbon from the Dollar Tree and I, I use it as my garland. It's very simple, but it's very effective. For trees, I recommend going with small trees to make it more achievable. And if you like lights, you might still have vision to look at lights. You might enjoy looking at driving and looking at lights. You might enjoy other people's Christmas trees and Christmas lights. If you want to bring lights into your home, try the different colors. Maybe if it's a green tree, try white lights against it. Or if it's a white tree, you could go with red lights or multicolored lights. Someone the other night said they use the large bulbs that are designed for outdoor so that they could see them for, for a while longer. I find that only having one color of lights in my home is ideal. All my lights are clear. I don't have to wonder what I have, and I package them one string at a time. But I also do, in the spirit of having it be more achievable, I use small trees, multiple small trees. So another thing Cindy said is she keeps all ornaments that are alike in a Ziploc bag. That makes all sense to me. I have used the same trees with the same decor for several years and I put the tree and the ornaments away together. As a matter of fact, I am fortunate enough to have garage space such that I can leave my two foot trees and three foot trees decorated. And I'll talk about how I put them away to keep them safe in my December 17th call since that's the last one in the series. But I leave them so I have one decor. It's a 
green tree with red mice and red lights. That's my one exception to my white light rule. But the red lights and the red mice stay with the green tree, so I don't get them mixed up. Then one of the trees is uh, we do an ornament of the year in our family, something that represents the year we're having. And the tree with those year ornaments is a tree of its own. We have a tree with all sparkle ornaments. And I've experimented with different types of trees. If you don't enjoy, now what I don't have experience with, and if people are interested in this, I can try to get someone to come on who knows more about it, is live trees. I do not bring in a live tree. My family has allergies and cats, and therefore it doesn't make sense. So we stick to artificial and for the last however many years, we've stuck to small trees as well. I enjoy the different colors that trees come in now. I enjoy doing a metallic tree with metallic ornaments on a gold tree. I think it looks lovely. I enjoy purple. Now, for a while, I had a pre-lit. It's very hard to get a small tree in pre-lit, but if you're looking for a larger tree, often they will come pre-lit. Troubleshooting the messed up lights can be a challenge so that's once again with with the tree if i'm if i don't feel the warmth of the bulb on the small tree on the one string of lights that i've used i know it's out and i just replace it because you can get one string of lights for a dollar 25 and i don't see why i should make it more complicated than that like these are very achievable things and if you're a superb decorator and you do a lot more things than this, I want to hear. I want to hear what you do, how you do it. So if anyone's interested in sharing, by all means, raise your hand and Cindy will call on you. In Clubhouse too, if there's any activity, I know Belle will let us know. Because I would like to hear what people do, what your favorite decor is to put out. If you have any fun traditions you like to do. I um, have... I yeah. Cicely, I'll watch for Belinda to show. Okay, you have a hand up, and I'm watching uh, for Belinda to raise her hand in Clubhouse, okay? Okay. So, okay. Donna Browning. My Welcome. Name. Hello. I was excited about this. So, for me, I do have some vision to enjoy lights. My house, if it lights up, it can come in. If it doesn't, it's not allowed in. Um, <laughs> Everything in my house got light up. I got a few things. So I got lots of luminar candles. I got a, a I got a um, bunch of, you know, I got garland all over the place with lights, wreaths of lights. My tree is one of the, it's, it's in a urn and it sits on my table near my, right next to my recliner. It's about a three foot tree uh, and it's got lots of lights. And sometimes I decorate it, sometimes I don't because once the, uh decorations are up if the lights are on i can't see them anyway so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to me i feel like it's a waste of my time i mainly decorate for the sighted people uh who come in um and there's only one exception to my lights rule and i have these carolers they're dolls and they stand up on my um, bookshelf and they have a lamp that goes with them that lights up so that's why they could stay in the house because they have a light with them um <laughs> yep and so that some lights are electric some lights are battery so bad uh i do spend a lot of money on batteries but i you know there's some, sometimes you just got to do it 
Um, but I generally, most of the stuff lasts pretty long. And if it doesn't have lights on it, it needs to be very bright, shiny, and cheerful. Um, the, like the reef on my back, front door, it, it's got it's got flocking on it, so it makes it a pretty white color. On a, my door is gray, and then there's white. Uh, I mean, there's red balls, and uh, there's different color balls on, and and there's berries and and um, pine cones. I adore pine cones and bells. If it makes noise, if I can walk by and there's a bell hanging on a door, I like to jing jing jingle it. <laughs> yeah. So yes. And the thing I like to do along with decorating is watch my favorite Christmas movie. And that's Frosty the Snowman and listen to a lot of Christmas music. That's what I do at Christmas. That's great. Well, that leads me to a couple of follow-up questions for you, Donna. Yes, ma'am. One of the first things you said was a brand of candle. Is that an electric candle? And what is that brand again? Luminara. It's a, yes, it's a, um, uh, it's, it's the candle they actually use in the haunted castle um, at Disneyland and Disney world. Mm-hmm. And um, it mimics what a real candle flame looks like. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. I like that. Cause it is very close to it. I do use real candles too. Um, not a lot of them at once, um, but um, I have specific ones that I like that aren't because I don't want a, a lot of scent. I just, if it's going to be a scent, I need it to be something that I'm not going to have a crazy reaction to because I'm my I'm real sensitive to stuff. And I found the Harry Slacken candles are not too um, strong for me. And they're amazing. Believe me, I use this plugins. To also, I've got some plugins in the house right now. My house smells like uh, I've made um, cupcakes. Mm, yeah, you won't, walk in my house and it smells like cupcakes. You answered my second question, which was, do you use the scented pine cones? But it sounds like you probably don't. No, I, I just found out about that stuff you could spray on a tree. But I forgot to get mine this year. <laughs> or or it's these, or not the stuff you spray, but it's something Kayla talked about. You're hanging in the trees. So a scented thing. And um, I got to go look at my wish list because it's there. And I meant to get it because my tree is fake also. I can't have real ones because uh, I am allergic to some kind. I don't mm-hmm. know what kind it was because I was at a community college. I would sit by the tree at lunch to uh, enjoy it. And I started having reactions to it. So um, I just know sort of what it looks like. So I can't have real trees either. And um, did ha- I did have a dog, but she didn't really care so much about the tree. She didn't really bother it when I would put the bigger one up. I used to put um a five or six foot one up but i now have more I have too much stuff in the house to do that now the yeah, house is not very big to start with so well yes. thank you for sharing i appreciate it donna no thank you for having us this is totally awesome i love <laughs> i mean you gave me some great ideas and i hope everybody else is enjoying those wonderful ideas also and uh yeah i mean there's a lot you can do to make your house festive nice smells and sounds mm-hmm. and yeah well come back next week if you can we'll have more uh, uh ooh, all ooh. right i will who, who is next hey Keltra, go ahead well i have two things to share one is when my husband was quite ill and i was keeping care of him 
I didn't have time or money. And uh, we had a Chevrolet plant that was huge in our house that we just loved. And so that year, I just threw some decorations on the Chevrolet plant. <laughs> and it ended up being a real positive thing. All of our company just loved it. And I never would have dreamed. I just did it for the kick of it. But I was amazed at how many people enjoyed it. And then the second thing I have to share is not so good about last year's Christmas. I thought I had a wonderful idea. I was in an assisted living at that point, and I, they wanted us to decorate our doors. So I got a, one of those lap blankets that was real thin, and I used magnets to hang it up on the door and, and fasten Christmas cards to it. And it was beautiful. But it seems that the night, Christmas night, I decided to take it down. It wasn't heavy or anything. This should not have happened. But I ended up taking it down uh, and breaking five bones uh, because I flew through the air. I flew through the air and then hit one wall and that propelled me to the other wall and ended up breaking five bones. I wouldn't advise that. No. I thought the uh, using the blank, the uh, cloth, and putting Christmas cards on it in, in a decorative way. That, I thought that was just a very simple but beautiful thing. Now, did you, how did you attach the cards to the cloth? Pardon? How did you attach the cards to the cloth? Actually, I used little rolls of tape. Tape. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. We hang our cards from our wooden blinds. We have thick, thick heavy wooden blinds two inch thick slats and we have uh we hang our cards from that thank you hildra i'm i'm so sorry you got hurt i hope you've recovered oh i learned how to walk again and i'm doing fine oh all right bless your heart (laughs) who knew decorating was a dangerous thing (laughs) oh my goodness who's next Hey, Judy, you're up. And you're also muted. Yes. Hey. Um, Yes, this is a great idea. (laughs) I was really excited about this. And if there's anybody that can mention how to decorate a tree with lights, I'd appreciate that because I feel like I just kind of do my best and hope for the best. But um, the idea I wanted to share happened the first year of the pandemic. For the first time in my life, I was not going to be able to be with family for the holidays. So I was looking for anything that would cheer me up. And so what I did was I decorated my tree with cardstock ornaments my friend cut out that were round. And then I brailed the people that the different agencies I donated to during Giving Tuesday. And so it was tactile for me. I could remember, hey, I'm helping all these different places. And it was just special. Nice. I love that. Thanks. I would. I wouldn't advise this, but one year, uh, because it's, it's a lot of work, origami is hard, y'all. But my dad is really good at origami, and he took pieces of used Braille paper from an old Braille magazine and folded stars, Christmas stars, out of Braille paper full of Braille. So it was, it was tactile, it was in a star shape, and it was Braille. That was the coolest thing, and he made one for every place setting. Okay, Donna, you're up. If you don't mind, I have another 
interesting thing that it's very tactile um, that I did quite a few years ago. And then I did it again when I moved to the place I live now. And everybody thought it was so pretty. So what I did was I put um, just, you know, the decorative um, paper on the door, um, depending on what I wanted that that year is what I, one year I used the bright red shiny paper because I felt it was going to attract attention to what I was going to do with it. Um, and then the, I uh, used the, I did the same thing. I made it shiny the second time except I made it green. What I did was I took this, um, you know, the stuff that you can use to stuff um, um, quilts. I took that and I folded it the way I want it and I made it in the shape of an angel on the door. Oh. I, I took whatever I could find to make her halo. It just happened to be this little string of um, stars. I made that her halo. And then I used whatever I wanted to decorate her with, just whatever. This was a little simple and tiny and I would just either tie it on or glue it on or however I would want to put it on. And um, I made a, I made some eyes with just felt and just stuff. And, um, and for her wings, I used um, aluminum foil. Yes. And it was beautiful. And I got so many compliments. And I was really proud of it because it, I, I wasn't sure if it looked right, but you know, I just, I started off thinner at the top, you know, because I wanted to make her look nice and dainty. And I came, I gave her um, arms and I came on down and made the skirt wider. So by the time I got to the bottom, it pretty much went across the whole bottom. And um, we just decorate it with real simple stuff that maybe sparkled or whatever. However, I wanted it to look that year. Because like I said, I did two of them. And I used to have a picture of one of them. I hope I can find that. But it it was so fun and it took a little time. It's it's not a quick project, but it can be done in a couple hours and uh, depending on how how much you want to do with it. I mean, you can make it real simple. You just put it up. You don't have to decorate her. You can just put um, you know, her face up and her halo and her wings be done. But uh, I wanted to make her look sparkly and and pretty and stuff. And so, yeah, that's what I did one year. It's fun, Donna. That makes me think of an idea I had for our, it was suggested to me that I wrap our door like a present and I haven't done it, but that's not to say I won't. I still may because I feel like I could, if someone could help me cut the piece to size, then I could tape it on the door and then I could run the ribbon around and tie the ribbon. That part would be easy enough. And that, that would be it. So I think I could do that and stick a bow on it. I just, I haven't tried it with any of our doors yet, but I may be brave about it. And, and if you have gifts to wrap or you enjoy gift wrap, that will be in the December 17th meeting too, because that's the closest one to Christmas. So we'll do take down, pack away stuff, and we'll do stuff for gift wrapping on the 17th. And then that. You could use that door wrap because it comes in a roll like wrapping paper. And it's the size of a door. It's literally oh, really? the size of a regular door. And oh. all you do is just tape it on. Just make sure, you know, you might want to get a little help. But if you think you can do it, it's like wrapping a present. 
you just make sure you tape it on, you, you know, because it's big enough that you'll put the tape like on the sides or whatever. Yeah, you just tape it on. It's big enough that it's literally made to fit your door. And then you could oh. take ribbon, get big stains of ribbon, and then you just take it down and wrap the door. That's interesting. Yeah, I could see that happening. I've been trying to figure out how to make my door a fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> that out. You are very creative. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet, though, so it hasn't been created yet. But I've been working on it. <laughs> All right. Well, another okay. thing I wanted to talk about today, and this will probably be our last topic for today. Yeah, is... you do have a hand up, Cecily. Oh. Well, let's take this a hand. Probably the let's last topic. Okay, Miriam, unmute. Well, I apologize. I, I'm enjoying listening. I was just going to share because I thought maybe you'd like more raised hands, but I'm I'm okay with just keeping it to myself and listening to you. Oh my goodness! Well, sa save your save your thought. We may have time at the end. Um, okay. Well, I the way I like to do these is the same way I did when I ran the coffee call, and that's just to to take hands and I want people to share and then I have material. And if I don't use all the material, it can go on next week. Or if I need more material, I draw on next week for this. So that's just how I do. But I want to thank you for coming and thank you all for coming. This has been great. Love the sharing. Uh, Christmas cards. That's my last topic is Christmas cards. And uh, since my vision loss, uh, when I was low vision, now I would select bright colors, bright colored cards and and even make my own cards on the computer sometimes and things like that. And I would pick out the different cards for the different. All right. Well, with more vision loss, I have simplified the process considerably. And I do it two ways. Um, I order a card from usually in the after Christmas sale time. I order imprinted cards. So they come with Merry Christmas 2023. They come with my name in them and this year's card is an ocean theme because i was in jacksonville in september i'll be in jacksonville in june as i hope will some of you for the conference and convention and i'm going on a cruise in january out of jacksonville so i for all those reasons i chose a beach themed christmas card that says season's greetings and has a, a beach scene with a christmas tree made out of seashells so I order in the after Christmas. I do the same thing with my wrapping paper for the next year. I order it in the last year's after Christmas clearance. And for people that are getting Braille, I will run it through my Perkins. I choose one that does not have glitter, that is not too thick of paper, that won't hurt my Perkins. And I roll it in and Braille it. Now this year, the card is sized in such a way that the Braille is actually sideways to the orientation of the card as a sighted person would view it. But I figured the person can read the Braille, and that's the important thing. So my Braille cards go through the Perkins, and then cards for sighted people. I know that the all the writing I've had imprinted is on the right-hand side. Of, if Once the card is open, it's on the right. So I know I have the whole section on the left. And for the whole section on the left, I will write in my message using a guide, a plastic guide and a 2020 pen essentially so that's how i do my christmas cards i've done all types of things to make them more tactile like sometimes i'll i'll go over the card and 
and decorate with a raised sticker that's raised in the shape of a holly or the shape of a tree or the shape of a reindeer, you know. When I had dogs, I used to always look for dog cards. But I did something else to my cards this year to make them a little bit more tactile. And I didn't fasten it to the card because I wanted people to be able to use it as a bookmark if they wanted. And I got some beach-themed ribbon and cut it into sections about the same length as my card and gave it to, it just slipped it in the Christmas card. That's also a great time if you want a card with a photograph to go to the after Christmas clearance section of Snapfish or one of those photo services. They'll have their cards on sale either at at fall time. They'll put their Christmas cards on sale or after Christmas, they'll put their Christmas cards on sale. And if you can select a photo that you think will be relevant in a year, of course, you have the option to pay what it costs to get it when the time is right. But order early like September, because you don't want to be caught in a crunch when they're not, when they haven't arrived yet. I mail my cards. Uh, they're two days overdue at this point. I usually try to mail them on December 1st. And some of them went out on December 1st, but not all of them. So that's what I do for Christmas cards. Um, I know there are a variety of places that sell lovely holiday cards that are imprinted with braille already if you don't have a way to braille them or don't wish to braille them but you have folks who would appreciate the braille i believe hadley sells cards i believe national braille press sells cards i believe the seeing eye sells cards can can anyone confirm that that they do or that their school does i know that the guide dog foundation sells cards with their their photos of of guide dogs i'm not positive that they are braille but I will tell you, I get a Christmas card every year from Leader Dogs that is brailled and print. I get it from them as a past client. I took O&M from them and, and considered a client as a result of that. So with our last 10 minutes, I will take any final thoughts and questions from folks. And I want to thank you all again for coming. Miriam, do you want to go first since you already raised your hand before? I can. Um, I was just going to talk about how I make poinsettias with mm. rat ribbon and pipe cleaners and those bell balls. Um, and I learned it from, and I'm totally blind now too. I used to be able, I was born legally blind, lost it all about eight years ago. And that's when I started doing a lot more crafts, of course. Um, but I cut, uh, so I learned it from YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, how to do these, but Basically, you cut an, about an eight inch strip of ribbon. And I tend to use the ones that are one and a half inches wide. And so I do red and white and green uh, poinsettias. And you can do layers of leaves too, or, or, or petals. But I just um, cut a strip and then on each end, I cut it so that there's a point. So I'm, I'm cutting off the corners off of mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the ribbon. And then there's a matter of folding each ribbon. So you fold it lengthwise in half. And then, so I generally will do about eight strips of ribbon per flower and hold all of these together. You pinch it in the middle, you fold the pipe cleaner in half and slide it over the fold of the poinsettia. 
or of the strips, I'm sorry, of the strips of folded ribbons and then twist the pipe cleaner so it holds all the ribbon in place. Then the fun part of going around and unfolding each petal so that it it just blossoms into this pretty poinsettia with the pointed um, petals. And I, excuse me, I did forget to mention before I folded the pipe cleaner and put it onto the, the, the ribbon, I slipped a bell ball into, onto the middle of the pipe cleaner so that in the center of the poinsettia is this brightly colored metallic looking um, uh, green or red or gold or silver bell ball. And so when you're finished with your, you fluffing out your petals, you will, you can take the pipe cleaner and attach it to Christmas trees or uh, light strands or doorknobs or wreaths or whatever you like. So I've given away a lot of my poinsettias and people love decorating their houses with them. So cool craft. I'm totally trying that. Yes. Like I said, it is on YouTube and I, found a, a channel that was verbally described so that I was able to understand what was happening. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love the idea of that craft. And it made me think oh, the pipe cleaner is a great way to fasten it on the tree. Yes, exactly. That's what I loved about it too. Cause usually whenever I would hand it to somebody who didn't know, there'd be like a pipe cleaner and they're like, it, it almost sounded like they were disappointed or it was not such a great idea or not such a great gift. But then when I explained, you can attach it to anything you want. They're like, oh. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, and it, and it made me think of another thing I meant to say when I was talking about trees. And that is, if you are going to leave your tree up, or you do have extremely fragile ornaments in place, a teeny tiny zip tie is a great solution. They come in clear, they come in green, and they can... And as a matter of fact, I found a whole pack of green ones at the Dollar Tree last week. <laughs> so that's, but pipe cleaners are great. I love that idea because you've made it with a pipe cleaner and it's the same pipe cleaner you made it with. That's the, that's the attacher or something else. No, it's the, it's the same one. It's the stem. That's the attacher, whatever you want to call it. Nice. Okay, you have six minutes and Teresa has her hand up. All right. Well, this may be the last hand then. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Teresa. Hey, well, I was listening to all these other ideas here. Uh, when I had a little bit of sight, I used to love when um, the Christmas tree got put up. I'd sit over real close and look at the lights because there were different colors and everything. And of course, I could feel the ball, you know, feel all the decorations and everything with my hands. Um, now, um, I still like Christmas trees and everything, but what I do is I, um, I also like uh, making those uh, braille designs, braille drawings of, you know, like the Christmas tree and everything. Oh, yeah. And showing, showing them to sighted people so that they can, um, they can, you know, get an idea of what, you know, what we experience for the holidays, you know, for the Christmas season. And I remember somebody once gave me a little gift that I could take home. And it was like a, it's supposed to be a little house with a chimney on it. But the, um, there were holes in it, that, I guess, to resemble snowflakes. And once there was candy inside, but once the candy was either emptied out or eaten, whichever came first, you could um, put it like a little votive candle. And she thought my children would enjoy seeing the smoke coming through the little holes in that little house. It was made of metal. 
um, I don't know what happened to it, but we did set it out one year. By that time, they were big enough, you know, that I could, you know, I could feel safe about having the candle, a little votive candle lit inside that little house, and not them, not worry about them picking it up and, you know, turning it over and causing a fire or anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what happened to it, but it was, it was kind of fun. Um, I also have this clock. I got to go get some batteries for it, but. Um, on the air, it will chime a Christmas tune, so that's cute. And I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get some batteries for it tomorrow, so we can play it. And um, also, my one son, he got me this thing at his when he was in elementary school. And you plug it in, and it has these dancing elves and different little Christmas tunes play when you turn it on. And I, I love that. I, I couldn't find it for a long time, you know, through a few moves we've had, but it, we put it up like last year, year before, and I, you know, I cherish that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can hear and I can see, I can feel what the elves felt like. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my grandmother had a singing Santa. And every uh-huh. year we, we every year we'd go to her house and on Christmas Eve she would let me play with the singing Santa as many times as I wanted to. And then she would tell the story of how on Christmas Eve night, after everyone's in bed, all the animals can talk and they all talk to each <laughs> other. But we never yeah. hear them because we <laughs> Yep, she would tell me that story. That's a every time I see a singing Santa, I think of Nana and all the animals that could talk on Christmas Eve. Oh, but yeah, I love, you know, I, I love Christmas. It's you know, just one of my favorite times of the year. Of course, well, you, you know, sure. I, I always took my kids to church, too, so that they, you know, hear the true meaning of Christmas. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, Two I minutes. Start... Oh, all right. Time to wrap it up. Thank okay. you. All, thank you all for joining me tonight thank you to those on clubhouse and acb media who joined i appreciate bell for streaming and moderating and cindy for being our host thank you guys so much i will be back next sunday at 5 p.m for part two where we will discuss the holiday of huga or higa however you choose to pronounce that and the accompanying book and then we'll go back to uh, do our tactile craft of the day with the sense of smell being the focal point of next week and if we have time also gingerbread houses so do come back and join i look forward to seeing you all have a great night